Hey, it's the Dan Wilson in Tokyo podcast, your one-stop podcast for everything Japan and Japanese culture. Kind of. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> oh, fuck. I fucked up on that kind of. Uh, today's July 11th, 2023. How's it going? Um, how about I teach you some Japanese just for tuning in, you know? So let me set up the situation for you here. You're visiting Tokyo. And, you know, you're having yourself a little bit of a time. You first went to the local convenience store on Dogenzaka in Shibuya, met up with a few other foreigners, drinking those holographic canned chew highs in front of the beanie, those 9% motherfuckers get a little twisted, you know what I'm saying? So you're feeling, a little, you're feeling a little nice, right? And and then you drink the skate drink. Oh, y'all don't know what skate drink is, do you? Skate drink is uh the skaters showed me skate drink. I think that's why we call it skate drink, but uh the little Hellraiser crew, shout out to Hellraiser. Um at the convenience store, they sell this box of ice in Japan. So you get that box of ice, and then you get the red label osake, or like sochu. It's like this, just like liquor kind of, the Japanese liquor, right? It's like in this red, it has the red cap. That's how I always remembered that the red cap, and it costs like, like a few bucks. It's like the red cap one, and you get the uh, box of ice, and you get a coffee and then you pour that whole little one cup with the red cap of liquor all in that box of ice and then you top it off with coffee and uh you mix it with your pinky and that's called skate drink and i was so good at making that concoction uh, i got the nickname chemistry you know what i'm saying so you drink a few chew highs and you top it off with the skate drink right so you're feeling fucking nice and nice and drunk and you go to your local bar not your local bar because i guess you're visiting out of town but you go to your bar and you see these two bombshell japanese babes and uh you know you tell a few jokes they're giggling at your shit and then you realize like yo i might i might be able to pull both of these girls you know what i'm saying and they both look at you and you're like, shit, I, I'm going to bang both of these girls. And you lean over and put your, your ear next to both of their heads, like in between their heads, you know what I'm saying? So the, you, you, got, you got an ear each of them, you know, you're, 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 you're the meat of the ear sandwich and you whisper this, Saoshimai ni narimasu ka? Saoshimai ni narimasu ka? Ooh. Ooh. You're in the bag. Saoshimai ni narimasu ka is, uh, y'all two want to be, uh, pole sisters? Or y'all two want to be, uh, the male version of, uh, not Eskimo bros, because uh, I think people get mad when I say that phrase now, even though I am Indian. Uh, um, tunnel buddies. It's the female version of tunnel buddies, right? They both, uh, they both bang the same dude. So I'm asking like, Hey, y'all want to become pole sisters tonight? Woo, baby. Y'all heard? Saoshimai ni narimasu ka? Look at that. Saoshimai is the literal word for the female tunnel buddies. Sao is pole. Shimai is sisters. So Saoshimai is pole sisters ni narimasu ni narimasu ka did i use a uh, proper japanese that keigo <laughs> um narimasu ka is like you want to be so you trying to be pole sisters tonight you trying to become pole sisters tonight saoshimai ni narimasu ka boom look at that you can uh come to japan now and ask 
two girls that might be interested in you if they want to become pole sisters. Woo! You boys are welcome. Man, I'm just teaching some fire fucking Japanese to y'all. Damn. Um, but yeah, thinking about that uh reminds me kind of my first maybe my first month in Tokyo, maybe my first week even. Uh I made a Japanese homie, right? And so we were friends and uh he he goes, "Yo, do you want to do you want to try like Japan's most expensive tea?" And I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn everything I can about the culture. So I'm like, "Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh uh yeah, I, I don't know." And he's like, "I'll pay for it." So I was like, "Oh shit, dude, that's great." Like, you know, I've seen a few of the videos, you know, where they have like that green dust in the cup, right? And they have that like girl come in with the kimono and you know she gets down on both knees not to suck you off but to like grind up that uh that matcha tea you know what i'm saying into like a fine powder before they you know dip it in some hot water or whatever how they make tea but uh so japanese homies like yo i'm gonna go take you out for the most expensive tea in japan i'm like dude i'm all about the culture let's do it so he takes me to this spot and you know it's a little shady. You know, it looks like a rundown apartment complex almost. And we get in there and these two girls come out, not dressing kimonos at all, kind of more like, you know, like a like a club dress, you know, S- super tight. I'm not complaining, but super tight and you know, when they bend over to like, you know, pick up the chopsticks, you could see their butt cheeks. That's how short the mini skirt was. And, uh, she takes my hand and brings me into this room and on the way in, like homeboy, like I, I look at my friend, I'm like, yo, what the fuck's going on? And he just like, gives me a little wink. I'm like, all right, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And, uh, she takes off my pants and she starts whopping me off. Right. Like wakata, wakata, wakata. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but cool. And, uh, we get down to business. We, we smash uglies, right? And then um, after I, I bust a nut, I'm just like kind of chilling in, in my zone, right? Trying to, I was kind of mad I forgot my cigarettes somewhere. But uh, she, she gets up and walks out of the room. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And she comes back with some tea. And she pours me a glass of tea and then goes, that tea will be $100. I was like, whoa, the most expensive tea in Japan. I was like, yo, Japan is so tricky, right? I just paid, oh, my Japanese homie did, not me, but he just paid for a $100, Ichimang, right? I think it was like Ichimang Goseyan, actually. So 150 bucks, $150 tea beverage on paper you know what i'm saying is what i paid for because uh prostitution is illegal you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying i i didn't do that you know what i'm saying i just paid 150 bucks for some really good tea i was like yo japanese people are tricky they uh you know i didn't i didn't pay for the wop off i paid for 150 dollar tea on paper you know what i'm saying i was like woo, japan japan knows what they're doing um very tricky you know talking about beating the system you know yeah because you know gambling is illegal and i think it might be changing here in the future for japan i I, there's like some talk about um them building some casinos or some shit um i'm not sure where i think i heard maybe yokohama or some shit don't quote me on that but I heard uh, Japan might get into the casino game. But anyways, in Japan, uh, gambling is illegal. But they got this, uh, <laughs> this type of gambling called pachinko. Um, it's, it, yo, it, if you've been in Japan and you walk by one, you've definitely heard it. As soon as that door opens, it's like one billion decibels louder in there. It's like... Um, it's like these 
it's like a pinball machine, right? I, I guess that's the best way to visually describe it. Um, I know it's way more complicated than that shit. There's, there's like a whole system. I talked to this Japanese dude that's a professional pachinko player. Um, he makes a living off this shit. And I guess it is a numbers game, right? You watch like who's been on what machine for how long and like when to swoop in, like when to not use the machine, right? It's, it's, uh, it's like counting cards, but you, uh, you count in pachinko balls, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so you pay money and you get pachinko balls, like a bucket of balls, right? And you use up those balls and your end amount of pachinko balls. If you do well, you come out with more and that equals more money. But gambling is illegal. So you take this, ah, fuck, what was it called? So they exchange the pachinko balls with uh, not a piece of paper, but similar to that, pretty much. Not money. You're not exchanging money is the whole thing. And usually next door to a pachinko parlor, there's this other counter that exchanges this piece of paper with money. So all they're doing is just adding in a middleman or an extra step for you to actually just gamble. And, you know, Japan loves following the rules, you know, like, you know, they're just, they're gambling, they're fucking gambling, but you know, they're not gambling because I have this middleman that exchanges the initial poker chips, AKA pachinko balls for money. And then earth with a piece of paper. And then I take that piece of paper and exchange it with some actual yens. Yeah. So all I'm saying is I didn't pay for no blowies. I, I paid for $150 tea all right i just need y'all to know that unknowingly my boy takashi i think uh wonder what he's doing right now he's probably still paying for tea that's for damn sure i don't pay for tea no more you heard i'm doing all right out here but the other uh the other day someone asked me um if i could talk more about um comedy in Japan. I'm kind of skipping around, but, uh, yeah. And I was like, man, talking about comedy in Japan or Japanese comedy, this shit is going to take a long, long time. Um, I need, I don't know if I could fit talking about this shit into like uh whatever how long this podcast is maybe like 40 minutes or whatever i actually got to chop it up this time uh because i don't know if you could tell with the crispiness of this voice this my my new mic you know and i got a new camera set up too you heard so not only are people just listening people might be watching too maybe hopefully but uh i guess this camera that i'm using it 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 stops recording after 30 minutes or some shit. It's one of them cameras, one of them old cameras. I am upgrading, but I don't got the primo shit yet. I got the, the mid level, the mid tier shit. You know what I'm saying? The middies, you know what I'm saying? I don't got that, that good, good yet. I don't have the pineapple express, but I also don't have the, uh, snickle fritz. I got a, I got a tweener, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, well, the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got to chop up this whole podcast at least once. I got to cut it once at 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Also, I think I'm recording on Zoom. And I think uh, I don't pay for shit, obviously. So I think after 40 minutes, they cut me off anyway. So I got to like chop this shit up. But anyways, Japanese comedy. I don't even know where to fucking begin. Um, I've been a comedian out here in Japan for like eight years now. And holy shit. This Japanese comedy culture is very distinguished and very, lack of a better way of explaining, very Japanese. There's so much. I'm not talking about the jokes. I'm talking about the culture surrounding comedy in Japan. Um, Sometimes you hear a lot about uh, superiority and how strict it is, right? Like people that are in the company longer than you or even in school like your senpai you gotta like respect them and shit like uh kind of 
almost blindly. You gotta like blindly respect them. You heard? But um, it's actually famous in Japan that the owarai, that's the comedy in Japan. The owarai world is almost, if not stricter, than like the business world in Japan. Yeah. Um, it's gotten le- more lenient recently, as is everything else with that whole uh, superiority thing. I'm sure like hazing problems and shit and all that. But uh, har- that harassment. But the sexual harassment. Now, there's no sexual harassment. Actually, it's the entertainment world. There's always sexual harassment. But uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Japanese comedy. Um, so, yeah. I mean... Even as a foreigner doing comedy in Japan, you would think I'd get the pass. Um, but no, I take off my hat when I see my senpai. I hit him with the Ohio gozaimasu. You know what I'm saying? A deep bow. You know what I'm saying? Not that just little head, that little head bob motion, you know, when you're sucking someone off. But that whole, you bend, you bend at the pelvic. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, you know, you, you go like, 90 degrees like a table you know what i'm saying a deep bow and you say ohayou gozaimasu and at the end of the day you hit him with the otsukaresama desu otsukaresama deshita right if you want to be real uh polite but um man i don't even know that's there's that okay let me go before i get too focused and too into everything let me go kind of overall real quick and in Japan, I'd say like the main three comedy categories is manzai, konto, and like the mandang, like pingaining. So I just said three, all right? Manzai is first off, the closest to American or like Western standup, I would say. But it has to be performed with two or more people. Um, it's usually a conversation, but you can go into situational comedy in the manzai form. But the thing about manzai, the rule is, is that it's just a mic and just you up there. There's no props. There's no, I mean, I mean, you can pull some shit out, but I mean, for the most part, it's just you and a mic, you and your homie and a mic, if that makes sense. Um, or with me, I do manzai with three people. Um, yeah. And that is the closest to stand-up comedy, I would say. Now, before I get too deep, just, I could just talk about manzai for motherfucking the whole episode. I feel like, uh, let me just talk about the, the three main forms. And then I guess for today, I'll talk about manzai a bit yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes from there but the next one's konto right and konto is situational comedy you know like the key and peel or like if you've ever seen like Chappelle's show uh saturday night live you know those skits uh i don't know some people call them sketch comedies they're called situational comedies but they're uh more acting right you're you're showing a scene okay that's konto and then mandang shit or just like aruan like pin the r1's the big competition for ping gainings but pin is just like one so by yourself so um i'm oh, sorry in konto that situational shit is usually with members with other people right um if you're by yourself that's also in its own Japanese category. And the biggest competition for that is the annual R1. R1 is the by yourself performing. Right. Um, people use like, uh, you know, they do just the mic and just do like talking. Some people use a guitar, do some like um, musical jokes or jokes using a guitar. Uh People use like a flip, flip, and that's pretty Japanese. I feel like flip. Uh, it's visual, right? Some people use a, a whiteboard. Some people, um, oh, there's that big dude uh, that's kind of popular right now in the Western world. He hides, 
he just wears like a kind of like a thong and I think that's his phrase. But he was big in Japan for a while. And then now he's kind of blowing up abroad. But uh, he's just wearing like this thong. And in certain situations, he'll like get in a position where you can't see the thong anymore. So he looks naked and he's like, like, hey, yo, relax. I'm wearing some I'm wearing some undies. Yeah. So that's whole like his whole shtick. Uh, that's like R1. That's by himself. Um, and then the annual big competition for Konto, the situational comedy is King of Konto is what the annual thing is called. And it's all towards like the end of the year. And the one for Manza is called M1. And these three competitions are the milestone for what every Japanese comedian aims for, for the most part. There's other ways to get big, of course. Um, there's a lot of variety shows in Japan, but those three are your bread and butter. Um, if you do well in those, you'll be on TV a lot. It's kind of what it is, right? And if you win M1, the, Mon- the Manzai one's actually like regarded as the best one out of the three, or the, I don't want to say most difficult, but the most uh, prestigious. You know what I'm saying? I could pull out, pull out that word, prestigious. Um, you know, speak so much fucking Japanese out here. Sometimes, uh, the English doesn't come out. So I'm kind of pat myself on the back that I could, uh, say prestigious. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pull my little, my little ass, some, uh, Japanese tea. You heard talking about tea all day. Look at that. I'm using the, uh, the Japanese teapot. Um, it's like this. I don't know how to fucking describe it, man. The Japanese teapot's pretty awesome, though. You, it's got a handle, and it's got a net inside. So, imagine a kettle or a teapot, and uh, I got, it's got the handle, and um, and a spout, and it's got the spout, yeah. And inside's a net, so you put the little green tea leaves and what what you call it's all that green tea shit in there, and then you pour hot water in here, so it soaks. With the green tea in there, and then when you're ready, you pour that shit out. Hmm, look at that. And this one don't cost $150. It don't come with no blowjobs, you heard? But, uh, yeah, let me take a little sip of this. Wet the, wet the beak a little bit. Fuck, that's still hot. And, uh... It's it's hot. It's summer, man. These Japanese summers are hot. To do this podcast, I had to turn off the AC because it makes a humming noise, and I'm trying to be professional and have the best sound quality, so I turned off my fucking AC. So I'm sweating my tits off, and I just poured scalding hot tea. It's good, though. It's got caffeine in it, I'm pretty sure, which will help me out. But I turned off the AC to have a better sound quality, right? And what I realized is, is because it's so hot in here, the my laptop in front of me is breathing out of its fucking ass. Like, <gasps> so I don't, this, the mic is probably picking up my laptop, barely hanging on. But uh, I might be in the market for a new uh, laptop pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homeboy, A-Bomb, over there in Salinas. Nor- NorCal, is that what they say? I met him in college in uh, Colorado. He's my fucking boy. Trying to help me out with this podcast. Might uh, donate a new laptop for the kid, you heard? Hey, if you're listening to this shit, I need it. I need a motherfucking new laptop, A-Bomb. What a crazy nickname, too, A-Bomb. It's not a safe nickname to have out here in Japan. I don't, I don't feel like Japanese people would be very comfortable calling you that. I never asked why that was your nickname. I just met you and that was that. I heard someone call you that and it just stuck. I don't know. I never bothered to ask. Until I moved out here to Japan, I'm like, shit, that's a, that's a dangerous ass nickname, my guy. But, uh, shit. Japanese comedy, right? Oh, man. Uh, let me just talk about Manzai for a little bit, and then um, I'll get into other stuff later. But Manzai, the shit I do, right? 
Um, I've been doing it for eight years now. And what's different from like the Western stand-up and this Japanese manzai is I feel like the Japanese manzai is like a performance. It's more like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like an art form or some shit like that, but it is called a manzaishi, a manzai artist. But you don't interact with the crowd. That's different type of work, right? And it's more like you just watch and, oh, so ja- comedy out here is, is usually a competition. That's why you had that, that annual M1, right? Where these judges and viewers choose the best manzai artist of the year. The funniest and better in a better way to say it. And it starts with round one, right? With like every comedian in the nation competing. And even though Japan's small, there's a shit ton of comedians. So it gets wheedled down, like wheedled down. Um, played a little bit of Pokemon. I tried to catch a, a Weedle, a Weevil, a Weedle. But it gets whittled down. Like each, you know, first round, second round, third round, and then uh, semifinals and then um, all that shit. Uh, and so there's a, a definite winner and loser for Manza in Japan. Even if, in my company, my Watanabe Entertainment that I'm signed to, there's always this annual competition. Like, let's choose the best comedian in our company and so it's always it's like sports in japan yeah comedy is very much treated like a sport and also what's kind of crazy is the average japanese person has a higher comedy intelligence than i'd say america hands down 100 percent Americans that go to stand up or watch comedy, they don't really think about why they're laughing or what's funny about it. They, they just relax and have a good time and laugh. Where in Japan, um, the manzai and the comedy is like broken down and judged on national TV. So every fucking Joe Schmo listens to this manzai legend tear apart these younger manzai artists like yo that that joke was a little too fast or that delivery was you know not on point the the tsukomi oh fuck i even got to get into that too the bucket tsukomi shit dude japanese comedy's nuts uh but yeah anyways first off it's dissected and judged on national tv on how it could have been better why did you choose this system um so it's really broken down on a on technique and like on tactics so the average japanese person will watch your comedy and it's almost like this motherfucker's watching you not only as you know some people do just sit there and relax and enjoy the show but other but a lot of people that love fucking comedy will sit there and you know judge your shit judge you on your the small bits, the technique and shit. So that was always really strange to me how it's broken down like that and kind of stripped, stripped naked, right? You got your, your techniques are shown on national television, right? Um, and of course they go very surface level too. Like, why did you make a joke about that? You know, not necessarily like, the furiochi, like, you know, like, was that a the good foodie enough? Furiochi, fuck. Uh, set up punchline. Foodie, set up, ochi, punchline. But yeah, all the techniques for comedy in Japan and comedy in America are the same. It's just the, the inside material that's different. And I mean, that's all going to be cultural, right? Uh, but there's like the sandan ochi which is a uh, sandanochi. I wonder what the fuck that is in English. Comedy comes in threes, right? Um, that's all like set up, set up, and then punchline, right? Comedy comes in threes. Um, yeah, it's all about showing the correct answer first for the expectation and then putting that on twist. Um, furiochi, sandanochi. Um, Boke and tsukomi. Oh, man. So in manzai, usually, 
right? Traditionally, there is the boke and tsukkomi. Uh, boke and tsukkomi. Um, so for Rabbit Beach, my group, I'm a boke, and the girl is a tsukkomi. And I have one more dude on my comedy team named Wataru. He's got like the mushroom cut, you know, little mushroom head boy. He's a boke as well, same as me. And so boke is someone who makes a mistake. He does the joke, right? Um, and the tsukkomi, so in my case, the girl, corrects it, okay? Points it out for the audience. Usually the tsukkomi is the audience's perspective. The audience's viewpoint is set right here. And this is maybe big in Japan because there are only Japanese people, right? So there is a correct answer that tsukkomi could do. Um, where in America, there's so many different types of people that there's no real correct answer. Maybe with like white people, there's this answer. But with black people, there's this answer for, you know, how much hot sauce to put on your nachos, right? Maybe white people are like, dude, zero hot sauce. And for black people, they're like, yo, bunch of hot sauce. So I don't know. Um, there's no correct line. Where in Japan, it's one homogenous country. So there's a correct line. And when you go away from that, that's the boke, right? You do something weird. Um, so for example, a boke, uh, this is Charlie from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia did one of the, one of the funniest bokehs and one of the simplest bokehs to me, I forgot what season, what episode, but he's walking down the street and he goes, Oh look, dog shit. And everyone sees the dog shit. And then he just steps right in it on purpose. <laughs> It's just a simple, like, really good joke. And I'm not going to get into too much about technique and why that's funny. But, right, there's there's a correct answer. When you say, hey, look, there's dog shit, you're supposed to step over it. And the punchline is he steps right in it, like, on purpose, knowingly. Right? He's a little weirdo. So, in Japan, if I stepped in dog shit on purpose, that's the bokeh. I'm doing something weird or not normal. And the tsukomi right? Your initial reaction is like, dude, why would you just step in that dog shit? So that's what she would say to me. Or like, why did you just purposely step in dog shit? Right? So she points it out, tries. And, you know, I'm talking about manzai on a very surface level right now. The, within manzai, there's so many different types and um, styles of manzai. It's really deep. And I actually really like it a lot. Um, if you ever have a chance, if you're visiting Japan or some shit, dude, check out a show. Come to my show, shit. Fucking, I'll, I put up shows on my Instagram and Twitter, my calendar and shit, my time trees, you heard. But, um, you'll see a bunch of manzai performers and they're all very different. It might be difficult if you don't speak Japanese. Um, even I have a hard time. I've been out here, what, like nine years and that shabekuri manzai, that really quick conversational Japanese manzai, still I have a hard time following sometimes. Um, but I guess manzai, you can like, okay, so I'm trying to think of a Hollywood movie that, you know, you does it a lot. Okay, so you know, you know, uh, The Rock, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, they got like that buddy, buddy, big buddy, small buddy you know, one, two, like back and forth that they always do. I've never actually seen the fucking movies, but I know that they're always together and they're a good combination. So for example, they're back and forth in a certain situation, right? There's some funny about this fun, some funny about opposites or right? a big dude and a little dude There's all, there's a lot of to play on. So they would make a good manzai combi, a manzai team, right? Um, and in comedy school, which I, I went to comedy school at Watanabe, um, before you get signed, um, that's where I found my comedy partners, my two manzai partners, Wataru and Yuki, right? For Rabbit Beach, before we formed Rabbit Beach. 
and then we formed rabbit beach so i don't think i have time i'm I'm, i guess i'm gonna still just go on about japanese comedy in general and then maybe the next episode kind of go through my footsteps and how i learned japanese comedy and how i see it through my my view right uh more specifically my personal shit in japanese comedy but for for right now let me talk kind of overall you know what i'm saying um and this shit man this is my bread and butter so i actually really like talking about this um but yeah and so what's also big about comedy in japan is your geireki geireki is your comedy year how many years have you been doing comedy and it's a number that's always stays with you and is shown um if you're on tv if i'm on tv it'll say like rabito beachy like rabbit beach and it'll so- show my picture or our picture and it'll say like nananeme seventh year right i don't know why japanese people are so obsessed with it but then i realized the the status and the uh fuck i just talked about it the the senpai kohai kind of thing who's above you who's underneath you um and i guess also you can judge their skit or their act also with how many years they've been doing it if they're fresh like first year second year you watch them differently right you watch the skit differently you laugh at certain mistakes you can tell that they're nervous and you know it becomes part of their you know their character and how you know you like them or don't like them where if you see a 20-year veteran it's like nijun and met 20 years and you watch them differently if they do something really like you know pee and poop jokes you can talk about that like look at these guys they're like their 20th year doing comedy and they're still doing pee and poo jokes you know um so i think it's about that how many years you've been doing status for how to watch it and the gay who's above you who's underneath you who do you have to fucking bow to deeper who can you just give the head nod to you know if they're underneath you're like the same doki right same same group same age just gotta give them a head nod you don't gotta show respect but uh your senpais you gotta show mad respect hit them with that deep bow that 90 that 90 degree bow cut and they pull out the protractor to make sure your bow is uh on point um so there's that the year right and actually m1 you only could compete for 15 years so your 15th year is your last year competing in that and it's also like i guess it was an easy way out for people it's like yo if you haven't made it in 15 years like give up it's very japanese thing i feel like where in america age doesn't matter as much japanese people really care about age and you know the longer you do it the funnier you get i feel like why would you have someone give up right when they're could be hitting their peak not peak but you know 15 years i mean it's not it's long but if i think about it i'm like halfway there and i don't know shit yet it's so much fun learning it's hard though not gonna fucking lie but uh anyways so they, they have your year right and also your company is tied to your group or you like intertwined right so a big one in japan is yoshimoto yoshimoto is like a huge you know they dabble not only in comedy but they're a big entertainment powerhouse right and i'm watanabe watanabe is another powerhouse as well but part of your introduction when you meet like a senpai or some shit you hit them with the company you're signed to your game your your performance name so mine would be dabito beach you know daniel usa i'm rabbit beaches daniel usa is what i'm saying right uh i'm signed to watanabe entertainment and i'm in my seventh year yoroshiko onegaishimasu 90 degree bow they pull out the protractor and check you heard 
Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy, man. It's it's really uptight, but you know, having that uptightness and that regularity gives me room to make a lot of jokes, right? And I'm the foreigner, so I um, you know, if I'm alone, right, and I go to work, I usually do it like pretty properly. Like I I don't want to be, I want to be respectful. Like this guy knows, because when I go on stage, I do the disrespectful shit, right? Act like that, you know the 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 guy gene the foreigner that japanese people expect me to be which i am but you know it's i do it overly right it's overplayed and i do it over the top right but if i do it on stage it's like oh this guy knows what he's doing where behind the scenes i i'm like respectful and shit so they know like oh he's a professional where if i'm always doing the guy gene shit i'm like oh this guy you know he's not respecting the cultures which i like to avoid and so um yeah behind the scenes i try to try to be japanese about it you heard try to take off my hat and shit give the senpais back rubs no, i don't do that shit but i've heard kohai's the younglings give back rubs to the older dudes that's <laughs> fucking weird but uh mm, the tea's kind of cooled down now so it's bearable i'm sweating that's why I'm wearing a Charles Barkley fucking tank top. Tank top. Spaghetti shirt. No, fucking NBA jersey, baby. Suns, baby. Throwback Barkley. So, yeah, you're tied. You're tied to your company that you're signed to. And, you know, it's rare to be a free agent. But it, it would be like. Like a comedian, like, see, in America, I don't even know any of my comedians who they're signed to. You know what I mean? I don't even have like no idea. I don't know why it's such a big thing here in Japan. I'm like, I'm signed to Watanabe Entertainment. I'm Rabbit Beaches, Daniel Wills, Daniel USA, and I'm in my seventh year. Like everybody wants to know, you know, you get asked that all the time. Where I'm trying to think like in America, if I heard like, hey, I'm Bill Burr. I'm signed up like Sony Entertainment and I'm in my 22nd year doing comedy. Like, it's fucking weird if I might switch it up and think about it like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very Japanese. And, um, you know, sometimes you're free, but once you're big, you get signed somewhere. And actually, the system is a little different than in America, you know. You, you hit the open mics and you, you become something, you become good. And then, you know, you get an agent, you get signed or some shit, right? Where in Japan, these big entertainment, uh, companies like Yoshimoto Watanabe that I'm signed to, you know, they, it's kind of dirty. They, they sell you a dream, right? Come to our pay money, an audition for our comedy school. And once you do a few years of comedy school, you have the inside route to get signed by our agents, right? By our managers that or have a chance to watch you for one year, show your stuff, right? And if you're any good, we'll sign you. It's like, it's like going on trial. Like if you're trying to be a footy player or some shit, it's like going on paying money though and going on a fucking trial. And then at the end of it, whether they sign you or not, if they see dollars, they see yen signs in your act, right? They're like, yo, can this kid make us some money? <laughs> Basically. Um, no, I'm sure there's people that look at, they have to look at the entertainment part, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're out there making them, breaking our backs to make you a few fucking yens. And uh, yeah, man, it's Japanese comedy's a, a crazy one. You don't get paid shit. If I was... If I was, yo, I don't know why they don't do more uh, slave jokes, but I got these two Japanese dudes that are signed to my company. Uh, they're they're black, right? They're they're Nigerian blood, but they're born and raised in Japan. So in my eyes, they're super Japanese. But for some reason, Japanese people just see them as foreigners. I'm like, yo, these guys aren't foreigners. They're they're Japanese as shit. They just look black. They're black, you know, but they can't speak a lick of English. They're born and raised in Japan. They're, they're Japanese, but they happen to be black. And so, uh, fuck, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, man, I got so caught up just 
talking about black people, black Japanese comedians. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Shit. Uh, man, what was I just going on about? But shit, well, lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was going on about them too, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I was signed to the company. It's talking about that. You're, you're young Japanese comedian. Oh, 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 I got it. I don't know why they don't make more slave jokes, which would be hilarious to me, but that's through my, you know, foreigner mindset because you literally work for free. The, like in your company, you go help the, the seniors, right? You, you perform and not get paid. So it's, you're literally a slave. And so I was thinking like these two black comedians, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. These these two black dudes are working for free. Like, yo, you guys, I'm like, it's, uh, I'm surprised Watanabe asked you to work, man. Um, thought you guys already paid your dues, you know? And like, I heard crickets. And I was like, yo, and like one other like Japanese dude laugh. But I was like, yo, that's like, you know, at least I'm because I'm also a foreigner. So I feel like I get the pass to make that joke through my um, uh, lens, right? Making a like slow slave jokes. But, you know, it was in good nature because they got two black dudes working for free. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, and if you're a wakate, wakate is young hand. It's a wakate, well, wakate is like the, the character, Japanese characters, right? But it literally means you haven't made it yet, right? You're still young blood, young blood comedian, right? You're not a fucking all-star. Dude, you work for fucking little yen pennies, man. It's rough. I, you know, I do television work, right? And I'm like, ooh, all right, television, I'm going to get a lot of money. First off, whatever that company, that television company paid me for my work, Watanabe takes half. Yeah, and that's even on the better side compared to other companies. I heard like 80%. Shit's fucking nuts. They take 50%. And then after that 50% that's left, I got to split it with my two other partners. So we divide that up three ways. And then I'm left with like 10 bucks or some shit. Cause I'm also a youngin, so they don't pay you as much to be, even begin with. It's fucking nuts, dude. Like people, for some reason, Japanese people that aren't in the entertainment industry think I'm like loaded or something. Like, oh, dude, this guy's on TV. He's got this going on, all this. I'm like, yo, you should see my fucking paychecks. You know, I'm I'm saving all mine because once I do make it, right, that that's gonna be like a good uh story and good motivation for you know look back where I came from, right? That monthly paycheck of like. You know, I've had it where it's like 30 yen, like 30 cents. Not even fucking with you. I've had ones where it's like, you know, a few, few hundred bucks, but it's fucking pennies. You know, I've had bigger ones, right? So comedy does not just, just comedy does not pay for the bills yet. And that until you make it in Japan for the Japanese comedy entertainment world, uh, you got to make it or else you can't feed yourself. But now, you know, there's like YouTube, there's different ways to make money, right? But traditionally, uh, you gotta win one of the big fucking uh, comedy competitions, right? And just keep, uh, what's it called? Migaku, yeo migaku in Japanese. See, I can't even, I, don't, I can't even translate that. Um, keep polishing your comedy skills right polishing maybe yeah but shit getting into all this um japanese comedy i hope that was kind of like in a nutshell um of what kind of japanese comedy is and you know for the next episode i'll talk about i'll take it step by step like from my beginnings into where i am now and i'll probably touch up on a lot of this and how i learned a bunch of cool shit because comedy in Japan is a fucking animal. It's, it's so crazy. And you know, it's my life and I think about it literally every day and it's challenging and it's fun. And when you get that laugh, man, it's, it's a high and you always want more. 
And you always want more. And so you get a good joke and you should just fucking leave. And I always do one more and fuck it up. <laughs> As all usual comedians do. You know, you just want more. Want that laugh. It's such a good high. But um, shit, if you have any questions, actually, just write them in the comments or wherever I can read them. And I'll get back to you on any of those questions you might have about comedy in Japan. But uh, shit, let me do the sponsored reads. Hey, salaryman Satosh, get your ass over here. Hey, let me go get this fool. Oh, Mubazu. Moving across the U.S., ready to move out of the failing nation that is America and into a country that has its shit together, like Japan. Oh, you fucking said it, to. Call Saruba Movers today. We are your international and nationwide moving company. We are located in Texas. But can handle any move across the globe. Oh, Texas! Darubish, everything bigger in Texas. They turn truck into monster truck. They turn a uh, eagle into big bald eagle. They take a tiny Japanese penis and turn into big American Texas penis. Oh, Texas. We are located in Texas. Oh, I already read that. Oh, fuck me. Call 512-596-9696. One more time. 512-596-96 today to get your moving quote started. Or visit us at salubamovers.com slash quote and mention promo code Daniel-san, to get 5% off your move today. 5%! Some savings are totally amazing. Oh, it's amazing! Hi, I will put the information it inside of information area in Daniel and Dan-san's podcast. Okay? Next, brake chimps. Fast, easy, and affordable brake repair. Brake chimps, brake repair, specialize in brake repair, brake pads, rotors, and calipers. Stop waiting in line for hours while the shop plays catch up. No hassle. Straightforward pricing that's affordable and brake repair service you're going to rub. We can service your brakes in as little as 30 minutes. We are that fast. 30 minutes? That is 30 times longer than my longest love-making session. Oh. Call 512-525-8950. One more time. 512-525-8950. Or visit us at breakchimps.com. Not bad, man. Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Ah, oh, that was Satoshi with the sponsored reads, our uh, local uh, business salary man. Doing a pretty good job. How about I uh, finish off this podcast with a little bit of Japanese news? Yeah? You guys... Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of green tea. You guys interested in some current Japanese news? All I'm doing is just reading off the fucking internet, but whatever. I know, you know, you guys don't have to search for it. You can just listen to me read some Japanese news. You heard? All right, let's find something. Uh, No, not that. Okay, I'm going to go to the Japan Times, all right? Oh, this looks interesting. <clears throat> Japan's fertility rate is likely even lower than it seems <laughs> yeah and there's a photo of a baby crying that's pretty funny um i gotta give some props right to who wrote it by annika osaki exum 
staff writer. Hmm, I don't know. July 10th. So yesterday. Okay, let's read. Um, man, this computer is really hot. It's just breathing out of its ass right now. You hearing this shit? It's like, come on, baby, hold on. Hey, bomb, give me that new laptop. You heard? All right. The fertility rate calculated by the health ministry, 1.26 in 2022, is a key benchmark engaging Japan's depopulation and comparing its progress with other countries. Progress as in nothing inside of girls, making babies, call that progress, my dude. Is that fucking progress? No condoms. I want a choice. I don't know why I'm talking like, uh, brave woman from South Park. What was it? Strong woman? Strong woman. Uh, okay. Maybe like Hulk Hogan. Anyways, but the actual birth rate is likely to be slightly lower than that. Oh shit! Why is that? As it turns out that, as it turns out that it is based only on Japanese nationals. Wait, what? Japanese national, so it's slightly lower. Okay, hold on. Let's keep reading. That means the number of mothers used in the calculation does not include foreign mothers, while that of children includes those born to foreign women and Japanese men, as they would have Japanese citizenship. Wait, can you not have Japanese citizenship if the guy is, if the dad's not Japanese? Like, just your mom's Japanese? Oh, that's a different question. Right? That, that was a confusing sentence. Should I reread that? Let's reread it because sometimes, you know, rereading stuff helps you understand what you're reading. Okay, but the actual birth rate is likely to be slightly lower than that, as it turns out that it is based only on Japanese nationals. That means the number of women, number of mothers used in the calculation does not include foreigners, foreign mothers, while that of children includes those born to foreign women and Japanese men as they would have Japanese citizenship. Oh, man, this has got it going over my head. Under its formula, the health ministry takes the total number of Japanese children born in a year, okay, which includes those born to a Japanese and a foreign parent, and divides that by the number of Japanese women between the ages of 15 and 49. Fuck. Quick maths, yeah. Quick maths. Not good at math. And can't you be older than 49 and give birth? Is it? I don't know. I feel like if any nation of old women can give birth, it would be Japan being able to give birth at an old age. I don't know. I just got a feeling, man. You know, Japanese older women, man, they're hot. <laughs> so they could give, they make babies. All right. So while children of foreign mothers and Japanese fathers are included in the calculation, their mothers are not. This creates an increase in the number of children, the numerator, against the number of women, the denominator, slightly inflating the fertility rate. Okay, I hope you guys understood that because I fucking sure don't. Because of this methodology, the discrepancy will grow as more foreign women give birth in Japan to children with a Japanese father. Ah, I see. In line with the expected growth in the nation's foreign population, experts say. The calculation method was first reported by the Tokyo Shimbun last week. You know, aren't we all Japanese if you're born in Japan? or your dad is Japanese, your mom's Japanese, why they got to say like, it might be lower because we don't count those foreigners as Japanese kids. Damn, damn, Japan, that's, damn, that's racist, Japan. I got to bring back that section. I can find some racist shit every day. I got, every day I'm living out here, I could find a little racist thing to talk about. Man, should I, use, should I make that a corner for the next podcast? Damn, Japan, that's racist. All right, I'll work on that. Okay, the ministry's population statistics are aggregated based on Japanese people in Japan, said Kazutaka Jimbo. <laughs> His last name's Jimbo? Jimbo from South Park? Just a redneck? Kazutaka Jimbo? I'm going to read his quote in the Jimbo, uh, in the Jimbo way. The ministry's population statistics are aggregated based on Japanese people in Japan. All right, Jimbo-san. Quoted by Jimbo-san. But wait, I got to do the hillbilly 
but with the Japanese accent. Let me try. The ministry's population statistics are aggregated based on Japanese people in Japan. My name is Jimbo-san. Ugh, kind of butchered that. All right. A health ministry official who oversees the calculation. According to that definition, it is not appropriate to include foreign mothers in the calculation of the total fertility rate. Okay. According to the health ministry, such a calculation has been used in Japan since at least 1988. Okay. We aggregate not only births, but also marriages and divorces based on this definition of, quote, Japanese people in Japan. So changing the method only for this aspect may not be desirable, Jimbo said. <laughs> desirable desu natto. However, depending on what kind of figure you need, it may be necessary to calculate it in different ways. By the way, Jimbo definitely pays for tea. I'm telling you that right now. The most expensive teas. That, uh... That uh, that heavy yen tea. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah, cause even with expensive teas, there's different levels. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you pay for an expensive tea, and you know she's Filipino, and you know that's tended to cost less. You know, if the server is a Filipino girl, whereas if the server is a a Japanese girl from Kyoto, you know, you might be paying a little more for that tea. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Economist Takao Komine, however, pointed out that the current formula treats children born to foreign women as they were born to Japanese women. Did I just read that correctly? Economist Takao Komine, however, pointed out that the current formula treats children born to foreign women as if they were born to Japanese women. Oh my God, you got to separate that? Come on. But sure, that's just for the numbers. And as the number of foreigners increases in Japan, the difference between the actual birth rate and the one announced by the ministry may only grow larger, he said. Who cares? The other countries take a different approach to calculating and presenting the fertility rate. Who cares if one of the parents aren't Japanese? They all Japanese. Who gives a shit? Japan's got a problem with not enough dudes, spin game at girls, and nothing inside of them. Simple as that. Right? Blaming those gadgets. Jimbo, sand blaming us gadgets for your infertility problems again. You know, actually, we've been nutting in Japanese girls for a minute. <laughs> we might be responsive. That number gap is going to increase. You know, we we love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we love not using condom, Jimbo, sand. I'm sorry. We were just born in a different country. We're Americans, you know. Um. Okay, the United States, for example, instead publishes a fertility rate calculated per every thousand women and does so for the entire population. It then dissects the data according to factors such as age, race, and foreign-born versus native-born. Australia, meanwhile, notes the fertility rate of its Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander populations alongside that of its total population. Okay, cool. Japan does not note the fertility rate of its foreign population, according to the ministry. Yeah, fuck the foreigners. Yu Korekawa, director of the National Institute of Population and Social Security Research, IPSS, said that while it's not a grave issue yet, Japan's data should encompass the entire population, including foreign nationals, to be more accurate. Oh, thank you, Korekawa-san. Counting us. Counting us in the numbers. In the past, there were very few foreign women who gave birth to a child with Japanese nationality, he said, but today there is a noticeable amount, so I think the gap is a problem. The IPSS's calculation of the fertility rate, which includes foreign women, would be slightly lower than the health ministry figure. Korekawa said this is likely due to two reasons. First, most foreign nationals in Japan come from other parts of Asia, where fertility rates are generally on the decline, he said. There's not that huge of a gap between Japan and other Asian countries, especially across East Asia, where it's lower than in Japan. All right, stop playing uh, comparison games. Hey, man. We got other Asians that aren't having sex, so don't look at us, all right? The other reason is that even for women, many immigrants come to Japan for a specific purpose, such as study or work. Study or work, yeah, that's what I call it, too. Just banging a bunch of girls, yeah, study and work. Study or work, not pleasure. Unlike the U.S. or Europe, where people often arrive as, as a family unit, he said. Yeah. 
This means that marriage and childbirth are not their top priority and foreign women living in Japan tend to put these things off, which would then cause a decline in the overall fertility rate if they were included, Korekawa said. The health ministry's Jimbo added that the ministry is not currently considering a change to the formula. Changing our calculation method would result in inability to accurately track long-term change, Jimbo says. All right. <laughs> That's it. So um, if you have any um, advice on how to increase the fertility rate in Japan, I am all ears. I think just, uh, you know, getting Japanese dudes out of the house and spin game at ladies. And love hoes. Love hoes should reduce their prices. They should have discount times, like happy hour, happy boning hour. You know, we can just take a little between the hours of 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. You can bone for 50% less. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.